What time is it? It's time for Cinema Swamp. What do you mean? Okay. Let's party. Whoa, this is heavy. In episode 85, we discussed the 2006 comedy cult favorite, Idiocracy, directed by Mike Judge. So, I, I actually wrote down notes, though, so I, oh. I, I remember the movie. Oh, good. It was exciting. It was, yeah. It was something <laughs> Wait, else. This was both of you guys' first time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And the only thing I knew about it was from high school when my high school English teacher watched it and was really praising it because of the intro and that was it like they never talked about the movie beyond the intro or like the intro that's exactly what's gonna I happen mean, honestly it's not that much. have we started yeah okay we're going into it right. welcome to cinema swamp episode 85 season yeah. two aka aka season two aka yeah new song tbd aka 47 <laughs> welcome um, no but that the movie's nothing to like write home about it's nothing too special, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, then why recommend it? Why make us because we? T- I don't yeah. know. I I would bring it up once in a while, and then I don't know. I feel like it hyped it up too much. I was like, <laughs> we just got to get this out of the way because you guys haven't seen it yet. And I don't want you to have like like awesome expectations. Like when you finally see it, like by yourself. Hi, you, you know what? It's actually like, it's not bad. No, but, but I think I think I got. More expectations after listening to the armchair expert episode with uh, oh, with, with Owen, Owen uh well, brother. yeah, Luke Wilson Luke showed Wilson. up on an episode and they were talking about the movie, and yeah. that kind of got me more interested. And plus, I like Mike yeah, Judge, I, I almost so. like to, I almost like it more for like the behind the scenes stuff than the actual movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of it's weird that they keep giving Mike Judge movies because it seems like every one of them do they anymore? never turn well not I don't know about another movie since this one but like the other big one he did was Office Space which oh, also yeah. was a box office bomb but it had such a cult following I'm assuming that's why they were like make another movie and then this one bombed and also kind of has a cult following well it didn't even they didn't even give it like a full release though yeah I don't remember this movie coming out I, I it, it was 2006 either. and this was it was kind of right before the hard R comedies started coming out, like mm-hmm. Knocked Up and uh, was it Super Bad and all those. So this would have been like right before that, and I don't know if people were already like giving up on comedies like this, but yeah, I don't even remember like a promo for this or a trailer. No, I don't or anything. remember a single thing. I only knew it from like bits and pieces I would see on like Comedy Central, and then. It wasn't. It was probably a couple of years after just like seeing bits and pieces on TV that I actually sat down and watched it. Mm-hmm. So I like, yeah, I went into it knowing like who, um, who's the president? <laughs> Terry Crews yeah. was, and I knew Dax Shepard from Without a Paddle, and I knew Will, Luke Wilson as Owen Wilson's brother. Mm-hmm. This is the only real movie that I knew him from. It's one of his like only like bigger movies because he's mostly done. I feel like a lot of he did like bottle rock. Wes Anderson. Yeah, he did like Wes Anderson and like some smaller work. And he grew up with Wes Anderson. Mm. He's like mm-hmm. him and Owen Wilson and Wes Anderson all grew up together. And Legally Blonde, I knew him from Legally Blonde. Oh yeah, that was about. Yeah, it, he though. was always like the boyfriend. Yeah, in a lot of those. Isn't that an interesting case? You know, it seems like the actresses in Hollywood are always cast <laughs> as the girlfriends or the wives. And here's a case where Luke Wilson, male, white lead, always cast as a boyfriend. 
nothing more. I think even in Stargirl, is he not just a boyfriend in that show? Like, he's no. in that show. I know he is, but I don't think... I don't know. I haven't watched it. Is he in My Super Ex-Girlfriend? Maybe. Ooh, you know what? He might be. He might be. I think he is. Is he? I think is he? he seems him. like that type of guy. Yeah. Whatever it is in that. Like, the good... Like, like he's guy. almost like the good luck Chuck kind of... Same with, like, yeah. uh, Dane Cook. Like, in his movies, he's always, like, the boyfriend guy. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, I would think. It is him. Luke Wilson. Wait, Luke Wilson uh, he seems really nice. Luke Wilson or yeah. Dane Cook? <laughs> not Dane Cook. <laughs> no, Dane Cook. Seems Dane like Cook, I'm not a big fan of the comedy. <laughs> no, that, that is probably... he. Dane Cook was probably the biggest stand-up comedian at this time. That's when, true. When this movie came out. Yeah. You know, and it was it's, a very stupid time in comedy. <laughs> well, because, you know what, Dane Cook was doing, like, Good Luck Chuck. Yeah. And um, other, like... Comedies from that time would the, have been. Uh, there's the like Sam's Club one that he did. What was that called? Sam's Emplo- Club one? Employee of the Year. Oh, okay. Another Dan Cook one. Yeah, because I'm trying to. Rem- what else did they have at that point? Like, I feel like Hot Rod was really the tail end of it, but Hot Rod's pretty good. There was still like the Will Ferrell comedies coming out too, like Talladega Nights and Anchorman and, and the, um the the basketball one. Yeah, Semi Pro. It, you're right. It was a stupid time in comedy. So then here comes Idiocracy, which is like, it's in the name. And I think that's all I ever heard about the movie was the name. And I remember the poster, but that was like way after the movie came out. Right. And I remember even like when I first heard of the movie, I thought it like came out at that point. I didn't realize that the movie was a couple years old already. And I don't know. My English teacher really sold like the movie, but still never saw it. And. Mm. It's kind of funny that after all these years, the only part that he really praised is also kind of the best part of the movie. Yeah. And then the rest of it, I it just makes me fun. It makes me laugh to think that Mr. Harold watched that entire movie because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the rest of this movie does not seem like the movie he would watch. But the first couple minutes, I could see him being like, that's exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's weird thinking of him like recommending this movie because it's not like. I don't know, like, it, it, it is, like, it's a, it's dumb. It's a dumb movie, but it's good. It's it got a, it's dumbest. got a interesting, like, perspective and, an idea of how the future could look. Mm. With, yeah. With, like, how, how we're moving forward. Yeah. With, like, automation. Like, I don't have to really know how to spell words, because mm-hmm. I just have autocorrect on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I... That I feel like I'm stupider just for that, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stupider is not a word. Exactly. I think exactly. Like, Extra big ass taco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See all that stuff I really liked. Like I liked the evolution of like fud ruckers to butt fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, and stuff like that. But then like when it came, some stuff was like a little over the top. Where it, like where it first showed like Dak Shepard sitting in that chair in his house and he's just like laughing at people like oh my balls hitting their, yeah you know like yeah like I get it but also like it felt like it was going for like some some comedy was like oh that's funny because it's ironic and then some of it went for like like that like uh, like American Pie like later American Pie movie style comedy like gross out even though like it, pre-teen yeah even though it's like making comedy. fun of like people who laugh at it's still like the way that it was executed was kind of like like there was I think some ways it could have been maybe smarter but and the basic premise of like oh like there's a power aid in the water fountains I thought that was awesome yeah and like we're watering crops with 
already I thought like okay I it's like got that premise. <laughs> but then like <laughs> making fun, I, I feel like there's some parts where, like oh like we're gonna make fun of people just because they like the monster. Yeah. Yeah, the big old like, monster truck rally. Yeah, like I'm like okay like I get the set piece, but it also like could have benefited more from more set pieces that were. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Right. Like honestly, like it was what I expected, but like I feel like it could have been a little bit better in certain ways. I agree. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, because I think the one thing this movie has, like, the problem of is that it came out when it did, mm -hmm. because this is definitely being based on like a Bush era world yeah. which was at that time was very heavily into the fast food into the retail um brands and things like that and a lot of that is in the movie but i feel like a lot of that has been on the decline in the last couple of years but there's still a lot of stuff that um is popular from that era like and i feel like especially like with the monster truck rally they were they were kind of making this like kind of really basic point i felt like about like oh what if what if, like, middle America, like, was just the rest of the country? Mm -hmm. And it, it kind of felt almost cynical, where they're, like, looking down upon middle America. And I, I kind of get the joke, but also I'm like, I felt like it could have been smarter. Like, I feel like, especially nowadays, I felt like it could have been a lot smarter about what they're trying to say with all of that. And the kind of humor they're making with it. Because most of it was like, aren't these people so stupid? They like this and they like this stuff. And I'm like, a lot of this is just outdated. Because a lot of this really isn't true anymore. But there is... I, I just think if they were to make this movie today, it would be better. But maybe it would still age just as fast. I don't really know. Yeah. Because like, if it was made today, like you could do like an idiocracy and it's all like something about today's culture. Where it's like, oh, like the whole world evolved into like... Um, like half-hearted like social justice warriors or something where it's like everyone's missing the point mm -hmm. and they made it their personality and like it's like everyone's like ultra hipster or something in the future but then like you could like I don't know that's how I picture it well that could be like one half and then you got this other half yeah. which is just like went so far with their like traditional American ideals that they don't even know what like traditional <laughs> America even is anymore exactly, where yeah. it just yeah, became like, like a broken well, it's, right, well, that's and that's point. and that's what I mean. Like, I feel that's like this could have been a little better because not only like well, and I think too is just the fact that honestly, and I mean maybe I'm being like def too defensive about it, but I felt like it was almost too cynical, and I kind of knew that going in because I was like, yeah, yeah, we get it. The people who are having tons of children are typically ones who are just you know not fully educated, whereas these educated people are having lots of children. But I was like, I feel or not having lots of children. I mean. But I feel like you could have made like a little smarter argument there. The basic yeah, intro the is in interesting. Yeah, the argument there is that low intelligence is hereditary. Right. Which I thought was odd because it's definitely not. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought it was more a commentary on just like upbringing. Like you're gonna. Well, yeah, there's that too. If you're, if you're, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's the environment you're in too. That's yeah. a big part. The of smart it. people aren't proliferating. It's mm -hmm. all people. Yeah, have lower IQs and stuff. But it was just weird because, I mean, the whole movie was so basic, like, almost like a giant, I don't know, like, live-action South Park episode to the point where it yeah. wasn't, it, <laughs> it wasn't 100%. Yeah. South Park episode. And, it, and maybe it would have been better if it was just, like, a shorter, like, TV episode or something like Adult Swim would show at, like, one in the morning. Mm. But the fact that they made, like, an entire movie and didn't really have much to say other than, yeah, if we had this many people have this many children and they weren't 
brought in a educational environment, the world would become this dumb. And I'm like, and to some points, I'm like, uh, yeah, like, okay, for instance, the whole thing with the Gatorade in the water, there is something there because I'm like, yeah, it's almost like there's been such a broken passage of knowledge over time that they don't even understand why they're doing what they're doing. And that concept's very interesting to me because there's people who hold these rituals, they do these things, and you get to a point where they're like, well, we just do this, and no one seems to really know why we do it the way we do. You see that everywhere. You see it in politics. You see it in the workplace you're in. You see it everywhere where you're like, why are we doing it this way? And like, we, we do it like this. And I'm like, but why? And I thought, I thought that part of it was like, oh, this is taking that idea to like the most stupid realm but there's other things where it makes me laugh but I just don't I don't I don't see it other than as a kind of an outdated joke for instance I, I wrote some of these down um like all the random Carl's Jr. promos because I guess Carl's Jr. became like the number one which by the way that is like a that kind of is almost broken in itself because if you're talking about people who are apparently highly educated, which in a way you're talking about people who go to the East Coast or the West Coast, Carl's Jr. is like a West Coast thing. Mm. So how would Carl's Jr. be the food that takes over if all the educated people are the ones around the Carl's Jr.? If anything, Carl's Jr. would die out and the real thing that would take over would be somewhere in like the non-educated areas, which would be, I don't know, like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Like, Ooh. that's a... I mean, that, it's kind of a good one. Yeah, I mean, maybe it would be Chick-fil-A. Um, I wrote down... There was some of these other ones, like uh, Starbucks for Men. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, at that time... Yeah, I, I like could... I <laughs> um, the, Yeah, future home of Fuddruckers. Like, there was just, like, a lot of Fuddruckers uh, things in there. Um, there was one point where did the narrator say one year like the number one movie was titled Ass, which <laughs> and it was just an ass farting, <laughs> right? Um, and then which at that at that time, yeah, there would have been a movie because like even this movie, it's like yeah, you're you, this movie's right in that same realm. Like there would have been a movie where it's just a farting ass the whole time. Um, I wrote down the hospital sign that there's not a, enough room for them to put hospital so they put it around the corner <laughs> the fact that you can actually find architecture that's done that like have you ever seen that like mm-hmm. failed architecture Cursed architecture <laughs> where there's literally ones where they had to go like around the corner because they screwed up the sign <laughs> yeah like that has happened um and i do like that the house of representatives became the house of representing <laughs> and i wrote down this joke but i don't remember what this was Referencing, could someone? Ex- I put down UN, and they unnazied the Nazis. Is oh. that was that like a history lesson? It was at the end of the movie where uh, they went to the time machine, and it was just like the Hall of Presidents from like Disney or whatever. Oh but, right, but it was, and it was their history of the, the world, and it was, it was all yeah. And then the un <laughs> and unnazi the Nazis. I will I will say that I appreciate that in the future they were still teaching that Nazis are in fact bad. So good on them. But they also had a T-Rex, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's that was some of the stuff that I wrote down. And then, oh, and I wrote down just that one character. That character didn't even really play into the movie, but it's basically, um, it's Maya Rudolph's, and I guess it would be her pimp. Um, oh, upgrade? upgrade? Upgrade, and the way they spelt it. And I wrote yeah. it down. It was U-P-G-R-A-Y-E-D-D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
upgrade. And I love that he shows up at the end. I love that he's still, like, coming after them. And I'm like, this is so pointless because you just went to the future and... What, where are we supposed to go with this? Is that like an end credit scene that I missed? Yeah, yeah, it was oh, an end Upgrade came in one of those like pods also. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Maya Rudolph was like always, like, she's like, he'll find a way. <laughs> I yeah, I remember talking about it, but I don't I And it was just random because I'm like, we literally forgot well, about it. But, but if you think about it, he was friends with like the general guy who. Mm. <laughs> Which is weird because it says they got like arrested, but then I guess he broke out of prison got in the pod and was like I'm gonna go after Maya Rudolph and yeah, like really this is <laughs> alright we're doing my head cannon the uh, the one general guy like broke him out mm -hmm. put him in a pod I don't know I believe it um what did you think of I, I, I guess Dax Shepard of this movie I like Dax Shepard maybe that's why I'm asking but what did you think of his performance in the movie I mean, it was fine for what it was, but I feel like he was a little underutilized. He, he, he seemed... I don't know. I think they made him too dumb. Yeah. 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 The, vo <laughs> like the voice Dax got me. The voice got me. the top, yeah. And I'm, I'm a big, like, Dax Shepard defender. I like... I just watched Chips, and I like him in that movie. Screw all of you. Have you Chips, seen Let's... Or what was the prison Let's one? Go to Prison. Let's I have seen prison. that. I like him in that. And I like him in Without a Path. I like his a very, podcast. Let's Go to Prison has a very similar kind of comedic tone. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's like the same like kind of universe. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I thought that he was kind of getting a little grading on me because I was like, yeah, they made him a little too dumb. I like Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's that. It's that stupid voice. Well, wasn't he supposed to be like the stupidest man in, in the universe or whatever? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't that. remember. I know he had the stupidest kids like at the end when they had the kids. Hmm. Like... Uh, Luke Wilson's cape was like the smartest kid mm -hmm. in, in the US and he had like the eight stupidest kids in the US or whatever yeah yeah I don't know I wasn't too much of a fan of his in this movie it was kind of disappointing I I, I was I was expecting more just cause I like I said I'm a fan I mm. find him underrated but in this movie I no was like, I, I love Dak Shepard but yeah Man, I didn't know he was in it and so I was like when he showed up I was surprised Hmm. And like I, because I, I didn't see who else was in yeah, it. I didn't know that. Oh, his name was Frito. Cruz was in it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a lot of subtlety. I don't know if it's subtlety, but even like the way that their clothes are, like yeah, like brands all over it. But like that, everyone wears like that jersey material. Like made a lot of sense. And like when they're in the hospital, and like he's like, I don't know, like my head hurts or whatever. And the girls like looking for a button that would correlate with how he's feeling. <laughs> and then he shows up at the car wash station. That's like the and then they're like swapping out the, the butt and yeah, the mouth the temperature, temperature things. things yeah um like that whole thing was you know pretty good I think mm. but um yeah I don't know it was very it was, honestly like overall it was exactly what I thought it was gonna be oh good <laughs> for like not knowing anything about it other than the little bit that you told me mm. it was like just what I thought it was gonna be because like I knowing it was like 2006 was yeah what it was yeah. Mm. yeah, if you have a good feel of what com like comedy movies were like then. It was like Talladega, Talladega Nights and like Nacho Libre, I think was that year. Yeah. Pick a Destiny was that year. That's weird that this all came out the same 
Pick a Destiny I, in I, this. I, I has pulled, I pulled up some of the movies. But like that, Talladega yeah. Nights and like, or especially like Nacho Libre seems Ball like Rat. a different caliber. Click was this year. Or at. This was actually quite a rounded year of comedy, yeah. I gotta say. Like, this is. I mean, and you're right. They're, they're all in like the same realm, Except but also it's. A lot of it is. Some of these are pretty good. Like, some of those yeah, movies yeah. are pretty good. Like, another one of my favorite comedy movies, Accepted, was this year. Clerks 2 was this year. You know, and it's funny. Accepted, there's another one where Jason I Long. never heard of the Justin movie Long. actually coming out. Like, was. Like,. I accepted remember, had like barely remember, any promotions. I remember commercials for I Accepted pretty like a lot of them. I know. At the time. Yeah, because I, I, I and I feel like it was accepted to, to go off on a little accepted tangent. I feel like it was kind of popular too for it to fall off because everyone was doing the ask me about my wiener thing. I feel like yeah, like, everyone well, everyone knew about Jonah Hill's. Accepted had like a fan base definitely because I remember people telling me the premise and I thought that that was like the funniest premise ever because mm. I was like you I, you can technically do that like you can just start a school that's messed up but you can <laughs> and it made me question the whole system <laughs> it's like you could just do that I'm like that's essentially yeah. what everybody did um, and the movie I I don't remember much about it but I remember it being okay I mean like especially like again. I like Justin Long. I'm a Justin Long yeah. fan too, and it was it was. Yeah, so, he, he was in this. He was like the. Doctor. He does show up at one point. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> he gets all scared that he doesn't have a barcode um, or whatever. The, the, <laughs> what? What? Where's your thing? Where's your tattoo? Why don't you have a tattoo? Uh, the best Tim Allen movie Zoom was this year. The best. The best. The best. Greatest of all. Was that the best? Um, two thousand six superhero movie about a family wasn't there like another one that came out around the same time that was like the same premise and it was was it it was zoom and then there was another one well incredibles was close there was another one that came out around i think you're right though i can't remember what it was called there was one that was like better i know what you're talking yeah well because sky high yes that's the one sky high and zoom came out the same year and sky high was like way better and is actually pretty good oh let's go prison was this year too was it? It was 2006? Yeah. That explains a lot. Um, yeah. The best Robin Williams movie, Man of the Year. I have that movie. I've reviewed that movie. And that movie is another one where, like, actually, that movie, in hindsight, has aged better because... It's, prob- it's probably better than I remember because I was a kid when I watched it. I thought it was just boring. Yo, I watched that in theaters with my family because we, like, would always get together to watch Robin Williams. That movie has actually aged better in hindsight because at the time, most people's reviews were like... Yeah, but, like, there would never... Nobody, like, no TV personality would ever run for president. That was primarily, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the criticism. So we straight up jinxed ourselves. That, I think that, I think... <laughs> oh, there's also Reagan. I, I believe the person, like, the, the previous president saw that movie and was like, I, I'm gonna prove him wrong. I blame Man of the Year. I think he saw that movie at one point and was like, I'll show them. <laughs> I mean, he showed us, I guess, so, I mean, now that movie technically is better. Was that the Robin Williams movie where his son died from... Flubber? No, no. What was that one? No. No, Man of the Year is, like, the one where it was, like, it was almost, like, too serious of a comedy. It was, like, a black comedy, and it got, like, kind of almost like a thriller towards the end, and I was like, you are taking yourself way too seriously. Like, there was, like 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 investigations going on and there was like some kind of like attempted murder and I was like you know I know politics can be scary but like this is a Robin Williams movie what's going on and it was a yeah yeah I think I think after about this time period comedy kind of split into two like 
major yeah. thing. There's like the good, the actually good comedies, like the um, the knocked ups and the super bads and mm. the stuff that was a little more intellectual. And then there's the stuff like the intellectual honest, knocked up. Yeah, well, you, you know it has <laughs> but it, like an actual. Yeah, well, I mean premise. they have, they they've aged better. They're not just silly in hindsight, out, like scary movie or like action movie. And then there's there's like the hangovers, I guess, mm-hmm. which are kind of just dumber, sillier. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to go back to that time because, like, it's it's weird that now that it's been like ten or more years for a lot of them, you can start to really see if they've aged better or not. Mm-hmm. And Knocked Up is one where it's like, I I feel like there's a lot of nowadays, and it would have been then too, but like kind of questionable stuff in it. Okay. Same with like Forty Year Old Virgin, Virgin, which the only reason that movie is still saved is because Steve Carell is the character he is in that movie. Mm-hmm. He's not well, a douchebag. Isn't bag. that the movie where Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd are being like, you want to know how I know you're gay? Mm, yeah, that's that movie. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, it's not even that. It's, it's like, even that kind of stuff is like, yeah, it's it's out. It's of the time. Like, even, even like, Idiocracy. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're yeah. talking about these movies, like, there's either, this. there's like two ways you can go about it. There's technically three if you want to be like, oh, that's funny. And I'm like, all right, dude. Like, the two ways you can go is that, oh, this is offensive. I'm done with it. Or you can be like, it's like I don't know. You can ignore it and be like, "That's annoying about it," and you can bring it up. And obviously, yeah, bring it up because all those jokes. There was like too many also in this one in *Idiocracy*, where I was like, I think the thing that surprises me is the fact that it was 2006, and I was like, "This was still going on in 2006, even." Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I guess I kind of forget that Chuck and Larry came out in 2007. And my God, that movie! <laughs> like I cannot believe. I was like, really this? Yeah, how late? was Adam Sandler not canceled after that? I mean, like, Rob Schneider straight up is playing, like, uh, I don't remember what ethnicity, but he is playing... Do you ever know? <laughs> it was... That one was bad, though, where it was like, he was not at all even trying. Oh, that was the one where he was, like, the... He was the priest guy. Yeah, do you remember that? Like, yeah. that... I remember watching that with my family a couple years ago, and I was like, holy... My God, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jesus. Have Chuck and Larry? I have not seen Chuck and Larry. Okay. Nah, well, that one, it, it's yeah. like an I'm not Adam a huge Sandler Adam thing. Sandler fan. I'm not well, lie. the movies that he has Rob Schneider in, you never know what ethnicity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he'll, I, he'll, he plays off of the ambiguity. This one, like. he's like Asian. He's definitely supposed to be Asian. Whereas, like you know, like Big Daddy, it's like it's like yeah, you could tell it's like an offensive stereotype, but I don't know what they're offending even. So it's like I I don't know who he's making fun of actually. I'm like you can do it. Chuck and Larry. Oh, is, is totally... that what that's from? No, okay. that's from other Adam Sandler movies. But yeah. but he always yeah. But Chuck and Larry is like the worst, where he's straight up like playing an Asian guy, and I'm like, this is 2007. What is going on? And you know, I that's why I give like more defense to like because there's people nowadays who are like. Oh, you couldn't make Superbad today, and I was like, I think you haven't watched Superbad in a couple of years because that movie is not nearly as like offensive as you're trying to tell me it is. Because that movie, well, and another thing is like they're trying to get with drunk girls. I'm like, the explicit message of that movie is to not get with drunk girls. They mm-hmm. literally say that in the movie. You have not watched it. You have waited too many right. years, no. and now you're telling everyone they can't make it. But like then there's like knocked up where and like especially 40 year old virgin where like that one's like yeah go get with her that's why i said that movie's kind of saved yeah. because he doesn't do it and i'm like see steve Carell's a good guy kind of awkward that they have that part in the movie though <laughs> oh with uh what, what's her name uh is it is it leslie man yeah 
It's Judd Apatow's wife. Is, is that, that her, his wife? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chick from Drug to the Jungle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my basis for her from for anything. <laughs> it all goes back to Brendan Fraser. We can go back to idiocracy, by the way. Well, no, it's kind of fun I mean, to... This is good, though. Like, like honestly, yeah. it's talking about this generation of, like, movies yeah. and, like, comedies, late 2000s, early 2000s. Like, yeah, comedies, like, are, like, I think that's really good to put this in that context because, yeah, like, I, I couldn't tell what this movie was saying when they were, they kept drawing, like, dropping, like, the F slur. And like I, I didn't know if yeah they did that a are lot. they making there are a fun lot of it of or are they like are they calling that. it are they like pointing it out saying this is dumb to think this is funny right I couldn't tell because like obviously I'm not laughing but I don't know if that's the point or not you know I couldn't tell and yeah, that's what I'm saying know. about like like all the American Pie movies that are coming out this time those movies are the same like just nonstop f slurs this and like. That's like the style of what they think is funny, and so I don't know if that's what they're going for with idiocracy or not, or if they're pointing out like it, it's dumb to think this is that funny, you know. But even with like the American Pie movies, it's still always like Stifler who's saying those things for the most part. They yeah. put the dumbest like words the dumbest in the person dumbest is, person's mouth, right? <laughs> so like, still you could do that with that too. Even like the later movies, though, like. Like when you get into like Beta House and stuff, yeah, it's still like as far as I remember, there's still like nonstop like very like nowadays like for me like no, yeah, cringy like comedy still. that's like not for funny. sure yeah, mm-hmm. but it's crazy how like like really old comedies can hold up better than some of these ones. Well, I mean, I think that happens all the time. Like you can go back to like the '80s where there there were so many movies. And there's a lot of comedies that if you only talk to people from the 80s, they'll tell you like, "Oh, I remember that movie. Haven't seen it in a couple years." Porky's. And they, well, and and here and there's some ones that fall through the cracks, like Porky's, where it's like that is still like talked about. But I don't know of a lot of like critics that go back to it and they like praise it. Like you know, if you you remember the 80s all over podcast. Mm-hmm. And they were going through it, and one of the first ones in the 80s was Porky's, so then there was a ton of Porky's ripoffs, and they talk about all of them, and they weren't even that into Porky's, so then they have to go into all these ripoffs, and it was like, yeah, that's kind of how it was. And Porky's, I don't know one person that really watches it today, and they're like, yes, Porky's, it's so great. I have it there on the shelf. I have the two sequels on the shelf as well. Like, it was a big deal. But, you know, in hindsight, the only reason it's a big deal now is because so many people saw it. Right. But it isn't like a revered comedy no, anymore. it's not like a Caddyshack or... And there's a lot of ones like that from the 2000s now, and that's why it's interesting to see our generation grow up, and now we see who talks about what. A lot of people, you know, they'll talk, they'll bring up certain ones once in a while that are like, eh, that one's a little awkward, or that one's like not aged so well, and I can't believe they made that in... 2007 of all years but there's other ones that like you know what this is actually a good movie and i'm glad that people still bring it up like Step Brothers, for instance that's Mm -hmm. a movie that like has aged i think very well in hindsight right there that one's not nearly as like outdated as i would compare to other movies at the time another one hot rod hot rod is probably like one of the like least offensive but funniest movies ever and if <laughs> anything that movie has only grown in popularity Absolutely. and I'm like yeah mm-hmm. there's a reason for that because it was not making outdated jokes and it mm-hmm. just took a couple years to pick up um, Scott Pilgrim is still praised mm-hmm. and that's like 10 years old and mm-hmm. 
there's another one where it's like, yeah, because they weren't doing all these tired, outdated jokes. And but you just there were a lot from the 2000s that it was right before Apatow came. Not that even his early work is that great, but it was like right before he came, and it was like right after the Adam Sandler, Mike Myers era had peaked, like Austin Powers. Uh, Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, Mr. D, like all these movies like had peaked. And then there's like this weird slump of like 2003 to 2007 of just like we're all over the place yeah. and we don't know what we're doing. But it's kind of interesting to look back, like even the ones you said from 2006, Nacho Libre, Borat, Talladega Nights. I would never put these movies on like a triple feature. Like this is just mm-hmm. an odd assortment of films and they all came out the same year. But yeah, if we want to get back to idiocracy. <laughs> Is there anything more specific? I, comedies are so hard to talk about because if you don't yeah. bring up like the funny jokes, it's like, ugh. It's hard well, to even I discuss mean, them. I mean, this movie has like a lot of really dumb jokes, but a lot of really good jokes. Like, I always really quote the, the Brando, the, it, mm-hmm. it's what plants crave thing. Yeah. Uh, the I Costco say, thing I talk. Costco, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Costco thing is, is a little close to me just because I work in retail. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I gotta go work at Costco when it opens now. <laughs> oh, welcome to Costco. I, I love, love you. You. <laughs> you can do it to them when you walk in. Um, I really like. Uh, like I like Luke Wilson in the movie. Like I think Luke Wilson is like the best performance by far. Like he's just playing it so straight, and it really makes the movie more effective. Um, but as far as people who are like playing it up, Terry Crews is like yeah. <laughs> excellent in this movie. Yeah. Like he just oh, knew exactly what Terry. to do. What was his full name? He's like the most Terry <laughs> Crews he's ever played in a movie. Is this idiocracy? President something something Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew. <laughs> He was, um, I, I mean, I love Terry Crews, but I know he... President, oh, Camacho. President Dwayne Elizondo is all it has. Dwayne Elizondo, Mountain Dew. Dude Camacho yeah. or something yeah. like that. I think there's another one in there, but... Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne is the thing that you yeah. stuck on. <laughs> what, what is the... Uh... Plenty president name. <laughs> Dwayne. President Dwayne. He knew the assignment. That's what they say all the time yeah. on like Twitter. Yeah, he understood he, the assignment. He definitely knew. He understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah. Yes, correct. I know we were talking about Adam Sandler. Like, I like Luke Wilson. Like, he's fine. But I feel like this is an Adam Sandler movie. Like, yeah, I feel like I feel like if you would have put Adam Sandler in it, it would have not been better. But I would. I feel like it would have been a little bit more talking alive about. in a way. Because, like, Luke Wilson is, he's all right, but, like, his character, he plays flat characters. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, intentional, especially, like, in Wes Anderson movies. Mm. And that's, like, the the point. But, like, I feel like if you had someone like Adam Sandler, maybe it's because of his filmography already. But, like, I don't. See, I feel like Adam Sandler, he would have just, like, hammed it up and added a weird voice. That's that's the thing. I don't think he can. I don't think he, Mm. like, he can play the. Like the straight guy, but mm-hmm. he, I don't think he can help trying to be the funny guy in the room. I'm even thinking of him like in, you know, like uh, what's the movie about the bed, bedtime stories? Hour. You know, like him playing that level of like 
an even keel person, you know, like where he's like maybe a little bit goofy in today, but then he goes there and he has to be the serious one, you know, mm. like I feel like it would have given it a little bit more flavor almost. True. But I don't, for some reason it feels to me like a, it feels like an Adam Sandler movie. I don't know why. Hmm. I can see that like to an a Adam point. Adam Sandler movie without Adam Sandler. Well, I almost feel like if Adam Sandler was in it, he wouldn't be the lead. He would be Dax Shepard's character. Yeah, and I actually feel like okay. he would play Dax Shepard's character a little better. Yeah, I think as much as I, I am not a huge Adam Sandler fan, I feel mm-hmm. like he does the same thing in every movie. But I've only really seen his comedies, so... In in the comedies, yeah, he's, like, the same person. The same person every well, single there's time. There's a couple... Watch, watch Uncut Gems, so, yeah. like, that, that will watch Adam you... Sandler. Watch Drunk Love. He's so if different. Adam Sandler from Uncut Gems was in this movie... Like, oh, and then he's, like, super paranoid <laughs> in the future instead. <laughs> well, he's, he, he's worried about Upgrade. <laughs> he, wouldn't, he wouldn't, though, but, like, Adam Sandler from Uncut Gems um, would like scam the system he'd be like no we need more power aid so he would <laughs> so he would be the um female character in this scam, really? yeah. <laughs> scamming yeah i can i could see like it i feel like you can put adam sandler in a lot of these movies of this time mm-hmm. period or if like i mean i don't know how old like seth rogan would have been at the time but like seth rogan would have been like a fun character to throw in. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, he would have been at peak fat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the, the movie, like I said, it, it was good and it was, like, worth the, the watch. Or even, like, a Jason Siegel. Yeah. Like, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I always think of the other... Steven Seagal. <laughs> Steven Seagal. Jason Seagal. <laughs> you know what? There's another movie actually. Now that we mentioned Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I still like that movie. Oh, I love that movie. I think that movie is actually aged better than um, some of those other movies from that time. Better than Get Him to the Greek. I like Get Him to the no, Greek. I like, him to, I, I like that one too. But I am I, a huge Forgetting Sarah Marshall better. That is the strangest like original and sequel even though it's not a sequel it's like why was this like a universe for two seconds but like Jonah Hill plays two different characters in the same yeah that kind of messes with me but you know I kind of I also dig it I don't know you know um, I'm looking through uh, Mike Judge's uh, filmography because yeah he did Office Space and he did uh, Idiocracy but he did Beavis and Butthead do America because you know he did the Beavis and Butthead cartoon King of the Hill and then uh, he did this other one. I've never, I never knew that he had another movie. It's called Extract. It actually came out two thousand nine, which um oh that has uh Jason Bateman yeah I saw that Mila Kunis I Kristen saw that Lady. on Comedy Central just and, like this movie yeah I I kind of want to see this now uh, just based on that cast but you know he like a meat or like a food flavor extract yeah company yeah see he he makes interesting premises but I I just feel like he should be a little like the plot would be a little more smarter than what this is and if you've seen office space like office space is so much more grounded in what it's doing and it's especially relatable to people who are in the office realm like it really recreates that atmosphere really well but this one i don't know like the one thing i really can give it is like it's got that production value that kind of reminds me of like other really weirdly and almost gross out production values that are almost to be admired. Mm-hmm. I think of like Cat in the Hat, 
where yeah. it's so like ridiculous and cartoonish and kind yeah. of gross that I kind of admire mm-hmm. how far it went. And that's how I feel about this one. Like it feels like so trashy, but also like like a McDonald's plastic yeah. cartoonish version of trash that it makes like it me almost admire seems it. Like it should be animated or something like there's not a world like this that exists in live action like this isn't like it's almost like blade runner but someone I like think, added like a teletubbies overlay to i think it. that's that might be a hindrance from for mike judge is that like he's a beavis and butthead and king of the hill guy like maybe so he's like he should just animate <laughs> yeah like idiot because he has animation like ideas yeah uh, that's a good point that, that might be part of it like it's I could see this almost playing out in animation a little better. That's a good point. Did you guys see that he directed a short film called The Animation Show? Mm. Really? <laughs> a collection of surreal and funny cartoons produced exclusively to the book end of the first year. Unfunny cartoons? No, uh, and surreal and oh. funny cartoons. <laughs> this is what, yeah, so he directed it. <laughs> but no, I see what you mean. Yeah, th- there's like weird CG in this, but also with the budget, like why would you spend like way overboard on like uh, act, you know something that looks like a real Costco instead of just like no we're just gonna poorly digitize a Costco in right here. You know? <laughs> just stretch it out yeah like I liked that but like even the production of the movie seemed like <laughs> like, like like not good um yeah. I kind of forgot that there was a Thomas Hayden church appearance I forgot about that. He was like the he was the CEO of like the Gatorade company that oh, shows yeah. up in video. Mm-hmm. I forgot he was in this movie and <laughs> also from George of the Jungle. They just got well. I forgot there's not well, but you know it's great that they got someone from George of the Jungle just for you. I'm glad. I, you know I did. He was in the sequel too, so good for him. He came back. He was like, I gotta finish what I started. You know, um, I wrote down one comment. Like this, besides writing down all the jokes, I put one comment. I said I don't like the narrator, and I don't. I don't like that there was a narrator in this movie. Yeah, I don't either. It literally felt like they had it there so they could cut scenes out, or maybe they didn't finish shooting all the scenes or something. But it felt like it was there, so other parts didn't have to be put in the movie. And, and they could just, just like, like skip over that, that. and it started to feel like, like I, I'm just not a fan of like any of those narrations it starts to feel like the original cut of Blade Runner where I was like let me explain everything to you and I'm like yo you know what just let it play out because I feel like I don't know and plus that narrator voice is one of those like really traditional narrator it's not I can't explain it but I've like heard that guy's voice before and he does like a lot of narration he's like knock off James Earl Jones <laughs> so it's like I'm like I am so used to your voice and why are you in this movie as well alright I'll deal with it um, I don't know if anyone else has anything else to say about Idiocracy but I did give it I did give it 3 out of 5 stars cause I gotta say in the moment I was enjoying it but like in hindsight I, I'm, I'm trying I'm desperately trying to remember some, some of the best, best parts in it. Right. And... Dr. Lexus. Just name everybody after, like, their favorite brands. I could see it happening. Oh, yeah, and his name was not sure. And all that. <laughs> I did, there was some stuff that I thought was pretty good, like him having to stick his arm in that machine for the tattoo, and it just was, like, this gross hole. Like, the machine looked so disgusting that he had to put his hand in. Yeah, I have it at two and a half. 
Oh, I forgot about, like, that whole process of him getting the tattoo, and then he got, like, arrested for a couple minutes and just happened to slip out, basically. Well, he, like, outsmarted him. <laughs> yeah, but, and it was, like, that, that was funny, because that was just, like, so stupid. And I was, like, yeah, that's what I think of when I think of, like, a stupid future. That's exactly what it would be like. Just like, oh, go over there. And then he just takes the keys and he just leaves, and I'm, like, all right. <laughs> I have this at a three, um, but it's like a almost a three. Like it's not it's not a strong three, we'll say. Um, but Terry Crews and uh, there's a lot of good jokes that held it up for me. That was made it worth the watch. I think I also had it at a soft three. Yeah. I think I have it lower. Yeah, so Zach recommended it and, and then two and a half. he has that at a lower score. That's so. okay. <laughs> Mostly just wanted to see what everyone thought. <laughs> it's fun to do a movie like this every once in a while because it's different than anything else that we've really spent time on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's always the good movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at their clothing again. That is such a like a 2006 version of what future clothing would look like. <laughs> Which one do you like? What picture are you looking at? Just just this one of just them with those and then oh, like yeah. just these baggy kind of. <laughs> Uh, reflective shirts and I'm like yeah uh, god people did dress like that at the time and if that would have continued I'm glad we have way more variety now thank you <laughs> um, do we recommend the, is the, who's going next or is it going to be you or is it going to be me for picking oh, up we haven't talked about it yet do you have a movie that you want I do on? have one let's go with yours because okay. I, I can't decide between like three so Alrighty, I'm gonna pick the next movie for everybody, and I'm gonna pick the Ugandan classic, Who Killed Captain Alex. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, grab that, grab that movie right. So it's right next to Wake and Sleeping Beauty. It's called the Wakaliwood Super Action Volume One. Yeah. So um, this movie is called Who Killed Captain Alex. As on the cover, they call it Expect the Unexpected, Expect the Unexpectable, Best in the World. They say. Um, this is a movie that they made in Uganda. They barely made this movie. The guy barely had a hard drive, and at one point he lost, like, the whole movie on his hard drive. And for a while, like, the only version of the movie that existed was one where they did, like, a video commentary over the movie. But it's not a real commentary. What it is is just a guy in the background saying just random words where he was, like... <laughs> where he just keeps saying like action-packed movie as like things are going on and then he, he keeps saying he's like action suspense action-packed movie there's so many high high this is reviews one on of the, i will this is the best movie to come out of uganda like it's like if watching this movie will make you think like how, how have i not made a movie already because if these guys made a movie it's incredible so this is my movie I don't know if any of you are gonna shit. I don't know if any of you are gonna get a copy of it, but we should all watch together on my Blu-ray copy. They, there's a Blu-ray copy. There's also a sequel, or it's not a sequel. It's actually made by the same guy. There's another one, and the name of the movie is called Bad Black. This is only sixty-four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to watch it like tonight? Want to watch it tonight? I'm in. It's sixty-four minutes. Chloe's working. I work in the morning. <sighs> If I didn't work in the morning, I'd be totally in, but I'm oh, also, it's a, my body is, like, is up. It's all right. Well, do we have, like, a time this week that if you all want to come over, come and watch? Probably. We'll, yeah, we'll, well, we'll, you're off Wednesday, Thursday, right? 
Um, what day were we Thursday, doing? Thursday, Thursday. <laughs> yeah, because Wednesday we're Thursday. Thursday night. With. I'll fast any, but I think I'm open. Action packed movie. Wednesday's D and D, right? Is it? We should solidify that. Pretty sure. Actually, both movies are 132 minutes combined. We could almost watch both, but mm-hmm. we should let's, let's watch the let's watch the first one and then. I've actually never seen it. I've, oh. I, I, because I, I, I honestly bought the movie because I was finally gonna watch it. I've seen a lot of snippets of it. I've seen reviews of it, and I finally bought the movie to watch it. But then when I knew we were doing this, I was like, "This is the movie I'm gonna recommend, and we're gonna watch mm-hmm. this." So many people I follow. Oh, it's on Tubi also. Um, so many people I follow have this five it? stars. Yeah, Can I see it? it's it's it looks incredible. Expect the unexpectable. <laughs> I love the like just photoshopped cover. You could tell that they just there was like no budget for this movie. Like somehow the, the only thing I think they bought was like the fake guns, and then they just ran around. And <laughs> I don't I don't even remember like what the plot was exactly. I think it was just. Expect the unexpected. I think it's Best in the name. It's the like world. they're just going after whoever killed Captain Alex. Volume one. Let me see the reviews of this. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So, like, and throughout the movie, they keep, like, instead of having a score, they just keep playing um, Kiss from a Rose. And they just, like, they keep, like, repeating it. And then, because sometimes it doesn't have, like, the vocals, but sometimes it does. So it's, like, a mix. So most of the score is just the voc- the, the instrumental version of Kiss from a Rose. Mm-hmm. It sounds amazing, and I've always meant to watch it. This is our next murder party. Someone, what is it? Okay, this was like the review. They're like Citizen Kane, The Godfather, The Shawshank Redemption, Back to the Future, Goodfellas, Schindler's List, Vertigo, Two Thousand One, A Space Odyssey, and now Who Killed Captain Alex? I think like okay, if you go, you can go on to Letterbox and go by country. And I think the first movie and one of the only movies to come from Uganda. The number one. Yeah, Who Killed Captain Alex is number one. But there's like hardly yeah, any movies. What number is Bad Black? Number two. <laughs> and I think like in total, like there's less than a hundred movies that even come from Uganda. Because it's like, yeah, like but somehow they made this movie and like I said, like even the production of the movie is just like crazy. Like somehow they lost the movie at one point. Like the guy who had it all on the hard drive, I think it like fried up because of a. There was like a power outage that happened in, like countrywide in Uganda. All the power went out, so it fried his hard drive. But whatever version of the movie that still existed was the one that had a commentary. And if I look at the back of the DVD or the Blu-ray, yeah. So it's called a VJ, which is like the video jockey and he, that's what they call the commentary because there's a guy in the background yeah and he's just yelling random things the whole time because he's almost being like an audio descriptor for other countries so instead of doing like a translation of the movie they just explain to you using weird like random words whichever ones they know and that's why they keep saying like action-packed movie <laughs> while they're like running around with their guns and, is it all in like ugandan then? yeah the whole like the whole movie is in that like language and yeah, it's. It, I don't even know if there is like a dub of the movie, but it's not worth watching it with the dub. Like, it's worth watching it. However, they, 
It might even be because now it looks like there are two options. I guess they must have like found a version of the movie that has they just dubbed over all the. Well, I I'm thinking like someone because you can like if you have a hard drive you can technically save it with the right money. So if they made a Blu-ray with this, I'm guessing that whoever made the Blu-ray was like, look, we could probably fix the hard drive if you just let us. And they're like, it's just sitting there fried. And they're like, we could probably save it. And then they probably got the original copy. Because I didn't think the original movie existed anymore. I thought only the version with the video jockey existed. But I think we should watch the one with the video yeah, jockey. Because that, that, I think, movie. makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a good time. This looks incredible. I'm in. Um, did you all want to do the last movie on the earth? Yeah. I just spent 20 minutes looking for mine, so I hope so. <laughs> 20? Did you not remember what you watched? No. Oh. I had to retrace my steps. I've actually... I, what I've done before is I've watched movies, and then I don't remember the title. Like, I remember everything about the movie. I'm like, I don't remember what that movie was called. Mm-hmm. And then I try to desperately, once I get home... I've literally gone to movies in the theater where I'm like... Usually when I've gone where like people are like, come with, and then... Like, I didn't quite know what the name of the movie we were going to until we went... Oh, Green Just, Knight. You, yeah. Well, you made a joke about it, and you were like, you wanted to oh, see yeah. <laughs> Christopher Nolan's The Green Knight Rises, and yeah. I was like, uh, well, let's go. But I didn't even realize that the name of the movie was The Green Knight, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times, like, I don't know, I just look on Letterboxd and see what's popular and what a lot of people are rating high right now, mm-hmm. and that's usually, like, I'll put in my watch list and see when it's coming out, and then... As soon as I see it's in the theater, I'll try to go into the Green Knight, you know, or like Pig. I want to go see whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, what um, is that movie? Sounds weird. Know. I'm in. Nicholas Cage, and it's like four stars on Letterboxd. Oh right now, my so god, I'm, I'm in. It's like John Wick meets Mandy, so whatever that is. <laughs> what was Mandy? I still. That was incredible. I want to rewatch it. Cause yeah. It's I thought about because rec- I actually own that. I was thinking of mm-hmm. saying that movie for this episode, I would, but it'd be fun to really I would watch it again. We we eventually we should get to that one, but I don't know what I should do for my movie because from Zach to you, the movie I was leaning towards is in the same. I think you should go for it. Okay. I, I think we should yeah, keep going. Yeah, you guys that can route. do it. I'm gonna oh, keep throwing the creepy think, psychological yeah, shit at you guys. Okay, that one we'll see. Did you uh did you see M Night Shyamalan's newest classic? No, don't watch it. It's did you see stupid. it? Is it, Isn't it so bad? I didn't see it. I did watch a full review of it from it's a YouTuber that I watch. And ridiculous. She, stupid. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. The source material that it came from is so much better. I didn't even realize it came from a source material like yeah. while watching it, but it's because he named it fucking old. I like the meme. The source material is named Sandcastle, which is mm. way better. You can actually get the metaphor from the name. But what seems more Shyamalan? Old. Old. Let the record show, I hate M. Oh, yeah. I hate him. There is a twist. There is a twist, and it's the stupidest twist ever. It's it's a pretty... It's so stupid. (laughs) It's a pretty ridiculous twist. You were old the whole time. It's so so stupid. Nice. Nah, it was was ridiculous. Um, I just... I want to rant about it because I just maybe watch it first. No, then you can. Rant. I refuse. No, I know. I know what. No happens. review. I, I know the whole premise. I want to know the twist. I don't want to like spend money on it, but I, I will watch it because Shaman movies are like usually easy to follow, and they're like 
If I didn't pay money for it, it's worth it. This would, one was almost too basic, though. Like, this one yeah. was, like... this The crap that was going down and the oh, way some it. of them were acting so casually about it was, like, not realistic. I... I will say I thought the twist was interesting. No, but I I, I don't like what they add at the ending because it's like the twist. I was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. Like, well, but then they end it the way they it do. It sets up the ending in like the first ten minutes. Mm. Like, I just didn't like the the final like the actual ending of the movie. Yeah. I didn't like that. I was like, oh, it's like a heroic ending almost. Yeah. And no, I don't. Stupid. You should have went for the dark yeah. ending instead. Kill them but, all. Well, that's how I felt. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Uh, has everyone Stupid. got their movie prepared? There's Mine's not old, by the way. Mine isn't either. I've seen far too many movies since old. Two movies, but you know. I'll never see old. Um. <laughs> Screw you, M. Night. I should have... Uh, you should have quit am, after Split. I should have put old for the movie I wanted. And I wouldn't have... I, no, I wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> I, I refuse. I am putting a, a movie that technically isn't my last movie. Mm. Um, That's fine. Just because... It was Suicide Squad. Was the yeah, last we, were talking we were just about talking about it. The Suicide Squad to you, but so. it is a pretty easy movie to get. Mm. So you we should talk first, about then? Suicide Squad. I can go first. Black Widow. All right, you guys. Oh, do we have to explain the rules? Oh yeah, I suppose. Uh, this is a game called Last Movie on Earth, where we will go around uh, reading off a synopsis of the last movie we each saw, and we'll take turns guessing. Well, not take turns. We'll all just blurt out what we think the movie is. We all go at the same time. Yeah. We all scream. <laughs> if anyone gets it, um, they uh, get a, a point. If no one gets your movie, then you get three points. Um, cool. And all these points get added to a score that we keep through the year. Um, and uh, Justin here has our score for, which I want to say... Did we start for season two fresh? Yeah, no, we started. Can we just call them season two points? I mean, we went we went through year. Two. We've already began for the year. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> these are. This is. You're right. Season two points, but just you know, a little okay. from the end of season one. Yeah. Roll over a little bit. It's a rollover. Yeah. Everything's program. a little unofficial right now. You know, <laughs> it's okay. The points are. So we have Chloe at nine. Yep, that sounds. Hunter hard. at eleven. <laughs> Zach at 14, Justin at 16. Yeah. I, wow. I actually listened to a podcast recently where they do the same thing we do. <gasps> Copycats. Copyright. Um, they are, like, relatively <laughs> new. They, But there's no way that it's from us. There's, it's 100% they, from us. I'm they, they, going to see their it. whole thing is, like, they just do, like, games together. and That's our whole thing. Uh, I'm, I going, <laughs> I'm going to sue them. What we is their name that we're all going to sue? You're going to hear from my lawyer. <laughs> the, what they do differently, which is kind of neat, is they do... I hate so, it. like... If you list the, they do the same thing. So like you read a synopsis, and whoever guesses it gets three points. But if no one gets it, and then you list the year, and someone gets it after the year, then you get two points. If you have to name the director or whatever, then you get like one point or whatever. Like hmm. so, you like anytime you have to give another clue, the amount of points you get go down. But then if no one guesses your movie, you get like five points. We should we like should that. copy them. I like that. No. But then they can sue <laughs> us. We oh. have to start fresh because we're already <laughs> into this year. But um, maybe next year. Yeah, uh, it just was interesting. I don't know if I'm ready to get sued for my our original idea. Anyway. I'm too young to be sued. Are you ready for a major motion picture? Yes. Mm-hmm. Alright. I'm gonna go sentence by sentence because it's gonna get increasingly easier by like the third sentence. Okay. So a lot can happen on the road to nowhere. It's the 
first like big tagline? Nothing. How's nowhere spelt? <laughs> it's just nowhere. Okay. Now here. Okay, not like with a K. No. Okay. Right. Restless and ready for an adventure. Four suburban bikers. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did Chloe get it? No. Oh. Wild hogs. Wild hogs. <laughs> wild this wild hogs. Yeah. I was just thinking about that movie because I was, I don't know, I was listening to a podcast about bad boys. And I was thinking about Martin Lawrence and, and wild hogs. Zach, how was that movie? The Wild Hogs? <laughs> I love The Wild Hogs. Starring John Travolta? Hey! Oh! Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. The second best Tim Allen. The second best Tim Allen movie by Zoom. William H. Macy? <laughs> Tim Allen. I don't know why that's funny to me. Also <laughs> Ray Liotta, isn't that? Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah he's part of the... He or is Del the Wild Hogs. Or whatever the, mm-hmm. Wait, who's the fourth guy? Martin Lawrence? Yeah. Okay. You know, I haven't seen that movie since the theater. Really? Oh, really? Oh, I saw it in the theater. And I think I saw it with my family members who were going for like the third time. It's such a good one. They loved Wild Hogs. (laughs) They went wild for the hogs. They had a chili eating contest. Did you love the movie? (laughs) I love this movie so much. (laughs) Do you really like it? I do like it. Okay. It's not not like a great movie, but it's a really fun movie. We didn't bring it up during our 2000s comedies. And the cop. Mm -hmm. That cop. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. I'm like, I wonder if that's problematic. I haven't given that thought. Yeah. A little bit. So, five out of five. 100%. 100%. Okay. I think that is problematic when I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Because he's like a sex crazy cop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The only, yeah. A little bit. 2007. Cops. Tim Allen. Yeah. Yeah. I had that on DVD growing up. So I watched yeah, I did it. Too. Lot. <laughs> My dad loved Wild Hogs. It's unfortunate. That's like the one Blu ray I don't own is Wild Hogs. <laughs> yeah, you one. own. That's your grail. Justin has <laughs> two to four. Bill Cosby DVDs. <laughs> that is true. On his, on, on his person. I have at several any given Bill moment. Cosby things and Birth of a Nation. It's a great statistic. <laughs> but not Birth Wild Hogs. Oh, dude, I thought we went over this last time. I definitely have Birth of a Nation. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we definitely went over that. We absolutely did. We went way too into it. <laughs> I thought that was going to be Justin's movie. <laughs> Don't worry, I got Birth of a Nation, but I also have the totally not problematic Tammy and the T-Rex. So yeah. cancels it out. <laughs> yeah, cancels out all the racism. Do you know that movie has a Blu-ray release now? Ever since we saw it for April Fool's, they you, actually did a cleaned-up version. See right there. I think you told us right that. next to Talladega Nights. Actually, Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah, I think you sent that like a screenshot. Ooh, no, one over actually. <laughs> Blu-ray quality. Oh. They actually have a whole new transfer for it. Oh, it's got like a. And they actually space. they have the horror cut. See, that's like the horror version of it. <laughs> they actually have awesome. the full edit of the movie with wow. no like. Um, bad quality footage or anything like they did a cleaned up version of the whole movie so there's two cuts on that blu-ray paul walker right that's probably his best role as a dinosaur (laughs) yeah wow pretty awesome it's pretty close to taxi driver and you know i gotta say these two are pretty similar in quality to me it goes tammy the t-rex then taxi driver um who's next I can go next. Um, you ready? Yep. The owner of a seedy small town Texas bar discovers that one of his employees is having an affair with his wife. 
A chaotic chain of misunderstandings, lies, and mischief ensues after he devises after he devises a plot to have them murdered. Texas bar. Yeah, that's the part that throws me off. When I think of this plot, I think of a Hitchcock movie, but it's not that. Because there's a bar. Is it a very Texasy bar? Mm-hmm. Is it? As someone who's never been to Texas, yes. <laughs> it is. Here, I'll read it again. The owner of a seedy small-town Texas bar discovers that one of his employees is having an affair with his wife. A chaotic chain of misunderstandings, lies, and mischief ensues after he devises a plot to have them murdered. Director. Director. Do we do director first? Or year, 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 I guess. 1984. Nope. Ooh, 84. This is going back. Roadhouse. Not Road. Is that your guess? (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to be able to get it. (laughs) Roadhouse will be a fun movie to do sometime. Um, Director? Yeah. Joel Cohen. Blood Simple. Yeah. Yeah. I knew their first movie. That's. Mm -hmm. I got lucky. How was Blood Simple? I, I, I still think it. it's Roadhouse. I saw that the Criterion sale and I wanted to buy it because I wanted to always see their first movie. It's good. It's um very, very... Uh, I say that about like, every director, but it's it's very Coen Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, for their first movie, you can see where... like It definitely looks like where they started for their first, for their first movie. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, a lot of things they bring back especially even like so like right after this they did Raising Arizona so they went from like this kind of a dark brooding like drama slash thriller into Raising Arizona which is like this off the walls comedy um and both have like very similar like cinematography because I think they have the same cinematographer we actually I think is the same cinematographer from Evil Dead Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I heard they were like involved in the original mm-hmm. Evil Dead also. Like, I, mm-hmm. was it? Am I wrong? Is Sam Raimi like a producer on this movie? I think so. Like, he was um, somehow helped them like get it started because I think Evil Dead had come out before and was kind of a hit. So he was able to help them get this movie going. I don't know if I'm connecting all that correctly, but they definitely all knew each other. They were all part of like the same group for a while. Uh. Barry Sonnenfeld is the cinematographer mm. who he did he did a lot of stuff um on Harry Met Sally Misery Raising Arizona so uh, quite a few Coen Brothers movies but then he went on to direct all the Men in Black movies um or no yeah yeah he did he directed all the Men in Black movies Wild Wild West mm. um RV that's a mix of movies yeah <laughs> um yeah, but I can't remember movie. the guy who I thought there was um a guy who had worked on um Evil Dead and you're right I, I thought that uh um Sam Raimi cause Sam Raimi was a close friend of the Coen Brothers they Sam Raimi the Coen Brothers Francis McDormand and Kathy Bates all like shared a flat in Silver Lake when mm-hmm. they were all in Hollywood like starting out which is pretty wild. Kathy Bates. But Blood Zibble, it's a good movie. Um, I probably wouldn't rewatch it anytime soon because it wasn't like 
on its own, it wasn't like incredible. Um, but if you like Coen Brothers and you like seeing how they started and like where they first, you could tell they were sitting on all these ideas for like how to shoot a movie and pace a movie. And they just like threw them at the screen for Blood Simple and didn't really like refine it. And then by Raising Arizona, their next couple movies, you can see them becoming the Coen Brothers that start making Big Lebowski and start making something like um, No Country for Old Men starts with this movie, and you can tell. So it's it's if you really like Coen Brothers, you'll really like Blood Simple. But like I said, it's as a, just its own movie. I would find on TV, I wouldn't think it's a stand up. So yeah, you know, you've seen Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't seen that yet. I've seen a lot of it, but I've never watched the whole movie. And um, you've never seen the Hudsucker Proxy. I think I asked you mm-hmm. that. I actually own that movie, and we should we should watch that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so you can continue. I think that was like their next movie after Raising Probably. Arizona. So there's a lot of Coen Brothers movies I haven't seen. There's all you know, and I actually went through their list recently. There wasn't as many Coen Brothers movies as I thought, but there's definitely a lot that I'm like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Like Barton mm-hmm. Fink. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen that. Miller's Crossing. Um, haven't seen that. No, I haven't. There's another one they did in like the 2000s that was like a pretty generic one. That was like I think I know what you're talking about. It was like almost um, like a typical Hollywood movie, and I was like, they made the and they made Lady Killers. I actually have seen that. Yeah. Um, um, we can do like they can be our next big director series. Oh yeah. Intolerable cruelty. It might have been that. That's, it was like, that's like a really like, generic looking poster. Yeah, it looks like it's got. Um, yeah, George Clooney, Catherine Jane Yeah, Jones. that's the one where I was like looking at that, I'm like they directed this. This looks like a movie of the week. Yeah, I would say like they would be fun to do, but I would just pick. I don't. I don't know if they have so many movies. I don't know if it would be worth mm. doing all of them. No, but like I just watched. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Paris Jetame or Paris Jetemi. I don't know how to. Do you know what I'm talking about? This movie. I feel like I've heard it. Yeah, it's a movie with, um, twenty directors. Mm. It's eighteen different stories, and so it's eighteen different little skits. It's all about like Paris, and they're just little, you know, like three or four minute like sketches basically. Mm. And some of them feel similar, but like, um, uh, uh, why am I forgetting his name? Um, Colin. Coran, what, what's his first name? Is it Alfonso? Alfonso Coran. Yeah. He did one, and you can tell, wow, like this is definitely Alfonso Coran. Mm-hmm. Like it feels, you know, like that. Um, and there's one that the Coen brothers did with um, Steve Buscemi, and like he doesn't talk throughout the whole thing. It's just like him in like a subway, and basically like is like interacting with different people in the subway, and then he ends up like getting beat up. But it's a comedy, and it's paced like a, like, um, like, just like Big Lebowski, Mm -hmm. like, in terms of comedy pacing. Um, and then it goes into, like, a that's just, like, a weird thing that they did a little snippet of. Um, but you can tell when it got to their thing, that is, Mm -hmm. not just because they used Steve Buscemi, but you could tell that's a Coen Brothers, you know, little thing, so. The Coen Brothers do Leatherheads. No, it was George Clooney, it was but George like, Clooney. well, George Clooney has basically like ripped off their style yeah. with some of his movies because he also did like, um, Man Who Stared Goats. Yeah, and what was that movie? Was it called Suburba? 
Suburbicon? Yeah, Suburbicon with uh, Matt Damon. I haven't seen it, but yeah, it that, looked very... And I I, I enjoyed it enough, but it's very much a Coen Brothers movie. George Clooney basically making a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, because uh, he did a lot of Coen Brothers movies before. Which is, like, weird. Yeah, and so he's worked with them, and that's why he likes them so much. But it's funny, because, like, even the Coen Brothers don't always make a Coen Brothers movie. If you watch True Grit, I don't see how that's, like a Coen Brothers movie at all like it's to some parts of it but for the most part I'm like this is just like a very much basic western movie and it's good but I'm like a Coen Brothers isn't movie true, isn't that a remake anyway it is a remake and I mean they've done remakes before they did Lady Killers if you've seen like inside Llewellyn Davis or Llewellyn Davis um that seems very like similar in a way like very different movies but the pacing and the like True Grit being western and then um Lewin Davis like I see a similar similarity in a little ways where it's like not like a dark movie it's not like an intense drama it's more like um there's like a lot of blase I don't know if that's the right word that's a word yeah it's a word um I have no idea if I'm using it right (laughs) that's how I think about it in my mind though (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. They they have a bunch of different styles that they do really well. Um, and it, you can tell the thumbprint on all of it, I guess. I don't know. Cool. I want to finish watching all their big stuff. Um, like, I think the next ones I really want to watch, I hear a lot about, is Miller's Crossing and Barton Fink. Um, which I'll get to eventually. Yeah. I would love to do a whole episode on them, but like I said, I still have like, a lot of movies to go because mm-hmm. they have like 20 movies. We don't have to do that. I'm just, it just I didn't realize how many they actually. Had. It wouldn't be as easy as like Tarantino. Right. It is like, like nine, nine movies. Yeah, you know, or Christopher Nolan or something. Well, who's next? Do you want to go next? I can go. We'll get increasingly more difficult because I'm sure Justin's will be the hardest. Mine will be easy. You guys will get it right. You guys might not get mine. Um, okay. Shocker. So the tagline is fun going in, hell getting out. On Halloween night at a horror theme park, a costume don't peek. My eyes are closed. <laughs> don't peek. Uh, a costume killer begins slaying innocent patrons who believe it's all part of the festivities. Oh. Mhm. I've seen that trailer for this before, I think. Yeah. Mark has also probably talked to you about our tattoo artist told me about this movie. <laughs> they all think it's part of the show. <laughs> Tropics Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. I'll just say that's my guess because I have no idea. Incorrect. Uh, is it like a one word title? It's two words. Oh, it might. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, no, it's, that, it's two words. What was that movie called again? Uh, two words. This is a new movie, then. <laughs> I think it's like a 2017. Uh, 2018. Ah. Risky business. So I guess not super new anymore. Well, but yeah, but... Recent. I, I remember um, seeing it, like, the trailer before a movie when we went to the theater. No. I gotta say, just based on yeah. what I, I so. what you no? just told I'd me, never... it sounds like every movie. I know. <laughs> I know. Is it... Does that really have to do with, like the theme park or whatever yes well the name no <laughs> I have no idea I'm I'm I feel like I feel like even I'm if you sorry, say guys. the director I'm out 
It's the- yeah, no. Uh, director Gregory Plotkin. Nah, Plotkin. <laughs> Main actress Amy Forsyth. Nope. That's awful. Zach, anything? Maybe. I know Marcus told you about. Meet it. the Feebles. That's three ways. Not like Funland or something. No, no. Yeah, I don't know. It is called Hellfest. Yeah, I've definitely seen the trailer <laughs> for this. Now that you say so that. basically, this guy goes into like this haunted like house thing. It's like a haunted theme park. It's like Valley Scare. Mm. He goes into Valley Scare and starts murdering this group of teenagers. And if it's like your first horror movie, it's probably pretty brutal. Um, but as someone who's seen some pretty messed up movies, it was pretty tame. <laughs> I'm used to the it wasn't, movies. It wasn't terrible. Um, it had really good idea, and I think they didn't do all he or the director didn't do all he could have done with the premise. But it was still pretty interesting. I don't think I haven't seen many movies with that same or similar premise, mm-hmm. so I thought that was cool. Hmm. Yeah. I'd never heard of it. I've never heard the name. Yeah. I I hadn't heard of it until our tattoo artist was telling us about it, because he also watches horror movies. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, it's this crazy movie where, like, people start getting murdered at, uh, like, a haunted attraction. And I was like, that's one of my biggest fears, because, like, I love... There's the Dead End Hayride mm-hmm. in Wyoming, Minnesota, and the actors there can grab you. And I have mm-hmm. multiple times been pulled away from my group, like, out mm-hmm. of their line of sight. So I'm like, someone could murder me super yeah. easily. So yeah. it it played on that fear, kind of, and it was, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of that kind of... Like, I love being uh, I can't do that shit. That's too much for me. I can barely do even like normal haunted houses. I didn't think I could until I went to oh the Oh my god, it's so fun, isn't it? It was way more fun than oh, I thought it was going to be. It's so fun. And I, it wasn't as like, I thought people were going to like literally grab my leg and drag me through a cornfield. And it wasn't <laughs> anything like that. Well, were you with, when, like, we were walking through, it was like an automotive, or like a, an old junkyard part, mm-hmm. and the guy popped out, grabbed me, like, wrapped his arm around my neck, and pulled me away from the group. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I don't remember oh, that. I do. Jeez. I think the they were right they behind me. do for, I remember, is like, if you were waiting next to go into a building, and they would get their radio call, mm-hmm. the doors would open, and they'd just grab you and pull you in, but it was to start walking through. It yeah. wasn't like pulled you away from anyone yeah no there have, i've gone two or three times now and there have been multiple times i've okay. been pulled away from my group <laughs> yeah i've had at least one there yeah you've been grabbed too haven't you <laughs> not, like, by, yeah. not by the staff <laughs> <laughs> for me the scariest part was like if you guys remember walking through like it was like a like a culvert or something and there was like fog and so like, the lasers, light and they so, just like poke their hands up or something. Well, they would grab your ankles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't see through the fog yeah. and so you know who's grabbing your feet. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I was always afraid of kicking them, though. Yeah. <laughs> I know they can see my legs, but, like... <laughs> 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 yeah, it's good stuff. I love that. Yeah, how fast. Check it out if you want to be moderately scared. Alright, this is my movie, then. During an assignment, foreign correspondent Steve Martin, don't let that screw you up, that's just the character's name, spends a layover in Tokyo and is caught amid the rampage of an unstoppable prehistoric monster. 
the whole the only hope for both Japan and the world lies on a secret weapon which may prove more destructive than the monster itself. So it's a Godzilla movie. But what's it called? Right. <laughs> <Is it> Steve <laughs> Martin? With a character <laughs> named Steve Martin. This is the oh, character is okay. played by <laughs> the character what? is played by Raymond Burr, but is not not oh. Steve Martin. It shares the title with the recently released Godzilla movie. Which I, I figured that wouldn't help much because even that title wasn't that memorable. <laughs> Wait, it, it is the same title? It's the same title. What? Godzilla versus King, King Kong? Kong? Not, not that one. King of the Monsters? Oh, yeah. Godzilla King of Monsters? King of the Monsters. Oh. I said it was yeah. the most recent one. <laughs> I want to. Wait, I'm, so who got that? To be I'm, fair, I'm, I said the whole title before. Yeah, I but I, okay, I you said know what? the whole title. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. I'm in last place. Points. Please give I'm me points. I'm gonna give Zach and Chloe a point. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, so I no. said the title. <laughs> I said, "Is this a Godzilla movie?" And then okay, King but of I was Zach the only one said, who said Godzilla, okay. King of the Monsters. This is confusing because Godzilla. When Zach said Godzilla, he was already technically right because this is Godzilla. But no, it's we've the, it's we've the always we've always required this subtitles. This is a weird one though because this is the 1954 Godzilla, but it's the American re-edit of the film. That was titled Godzilla King of the Monsters 1956. So it's technically both films. So it's correct. No. Take the point. You know what? How about <laughs> I no, want both. No point. Take away no. a point you for poor sportsmanship. Point. Okay. You know what? So what happened here was um, 1954 Godzilla came out. And actually, you know, if you watch the original, it's not really a Godzilla movie at all. It's just like a kind of like a tragic movie about like the effects of war and. Um, the Japanese people in the film mention like the bombings of Hiroshima and such like several times throughout it. So like that's very much what the movie's kind of about, and just the effects on the people. And then like really though, like the monster is supposed to represent like the fact that he, you know, if you're really looking at it as Godzilla, like he was just leaving them alone. He wasn't even a problem, but because the bombs like awoke him, he had to like come back to life, and they had to like kill him, even though in the end they didn't really want to like a lot of the people who were planning to do it didn't want to so the the first movie is like incredible it's action a, it's packed a, movie it's not an action packed <laughs> movie at all they just kind of took that idea though and then they made Godzilla smashy smashy boom boom and it's like I love it's that my favorite one I love that Godzilla <laughs> but like the original is not like that at all so basically then when they released it in the US they were like hey that movie's pretty popular let's release it in the US but the US doesn't want to watch a bunch of Japanese people and we don't want to have to like dub the whole movie or whatever so and even though they ended up doing that later with the original Godzilla what they did was they did an edit of the movie where it's basically the original film not completely in order and they added Raymond Burr as this white actor who happens to be in Tokyo as a reporter. So basically his whole role is they still use the original footage and they have a lot of the original uh, language in there. But when they cut to those characters, they cut to like Raymond Burr being like, what is he saying? And he's got like an interpreter there and he's like, he's saying this and that and this and that because that was way easier than to dub it. And... um so it sucks because that just kind of like they did the same thing with uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, which was a sequel to this, not the new one, but like the sequel they made an American version of that, which did the same thing where it was basically a news reporter and they would cut to them and they would explain things for the audience in America. Um, 
but this one is like there's a Criterion release of it so it's all cleaned up but you can tell from the really cleaned up US scenes you can tell which ones come from the US and which times are cutting to just the Japanese footage because the Japanese footage is in a slightly lesser quality because I'm guessing when they made this movie in 56 they must have got like a print that wasn't 100% pristine so you can easily tell nowadays on the, like the Blu-ray like oh yeah this is the Japanese footage oh we're back to the US mm-hmm. footage Japanese footage and the funniest thing I found out about this movie is that they paid Raymond Burr $10,000 to show up in this which was quite a bit at the time actually mm-hmm. he did one day of work they shot all of his footage in one day did all these sets he worked for 24 hours straight they took the camera and they just kept him going for 24 hours straight and they would do dumb things where they would do like so they would show the footage from the original where it would be like destruction everywhere and then they would put Raymond Burr like in a completely separate shot and they would just put some rubble on top of him and they'd be like look at him he's climbing out of the rubble too and I was like yes technically but not really Wow. and they filmed him for 24 hours and paid him $10,000 and I never knew that but yeah so this version of it is not good it's just like I, I've seen the original but mm-hmm. this version of it is like not a fan I'm much more a fan of just do the dubs or the subtitles don't mm-hmm. do don't do reporter explaining the movie to me mm-hmm. alright so like the final standings if Chloe will accept them um, is Justin or we'll go backwards actually so Hunter and Chloe are tied with 12 Zach has 15 Justin has 17. It's bullshit. I'm losing. That's what you're saying. Shut <laughs> 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 Yeah, first or last. But we will, s- we'll see you next time to watch this brawl continue. But Yeah, what, what's our next one, do you think? <laughs> I mean... Who killed Captain Alex? Yeah. <laughs> That's how they say the title in the movie. Action-packed pa- action movie. Action. Who killed Captain I've Alex? I've never seen The Godfather. <laughs> I haven't seen them in a long time. I don't remember, like... Why do you only have part one and two of the widescreen edition, but all three of the regular? You know what I think, actually? I don't think they ever released a widescreen version of the part three. (laughs) Because those ones... So part three came out in 1990, but the first two came out in 72 and 74. So that set right there came out after the third one came out as, like, a complete collection. Mm -hmm. But those green ones, I actually think, came out a couple years before the third movie came out so i think i don't know if they ever released a widescreen version of that one what well, says final director's cut you want to know it's weird too he's actually done a new edit of that movie like <laughs> recently so during the pandemic francis ford coppola basically has started to take all his movies and he's doing new edits of them so there's like a where is it it would be actually um is the godfather three is that is that the prequel do i have it is that two yeah here it is actually Godfather Coda The Death of Michael Corleone He did a whole new edit of the movie This is like brand new Wow Like a completely different edit I haven't even opened this I just So what's, what's the one. chronological This is the order. third one. Oh, that is part This three. is the third movie it, The chronological order is one, two, three But like The third movie Which a lot of people didn't dig But still was nominated for best picture Because of course it was It had mm-hmm. to be The first two won best picture So of course The third one that a lot of people didn't like Has to be nominated a lot of people didn't like this movie, so he made a new edit of it just recently, like during the pandemic. Do people like it? Though? 
I, I haven't read a lot of people talk about this one because I don't even know if a lot of people know it exists. Mm-hmm. But I've seen it on Letterboxd, the, the Coda part of it. The weirdest one, though, is like I've seen his first movie he ever directed, which was called Dementia 13, mm-hmm. which is not a good movie. It's an old Roger Corman horror movie that just, it's low budget, not good. Um, I recently have now pre-ordered a Blu-ray of that movie, and he's doing a director's cut of it. He's doing a director's cut of his first movie called Dementia 13, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a joke at first. I was like, there's no way this is real, but when I finally saw the listing and it had the details on I was like, he... So I bought that, because I'm like, I would love to know if you've ever seen Dementia 13, mm-hmm. like, maybe watch the director's cut. I can't imagine anyone can turn that movie into a good movie, mm-hmm. but yeah, he so... You ever know about that movie Jack with Robin Williams? Mm-hmm. He directed that movie. Francis Ford Coppola directed Jack. Right. Really? Yeah. What? So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Wait a minute. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm waiting around for now. Godfather director directed Jack. Jack. Wait, waiting for the Jack director. It basically it goes Godfather's Apocalypse Now, Jack. And then Godfather Two, movies. yeah, Godfather Two, a couple down. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see his director's cut of Jack because I'm like, he's got to be getting so bored. He's gonna do it. He's gonna make a director's cut of Jack. Because <laughs> um, he did Apocalypse Now. He are, he's done several cuts of it, but the new 4K release had a second, like Redux cut. Because he had Redux, but then he did like a final Redux director's cut. I don't even know what it was called, but so he's been recutting like all of his movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting for Jack. I'm like, he's gonna do it. He's gonna announce Jack, the new edit, the Williams cut. I don't know. But anyway, I think that's an episode, guys. Yeah. Um, we'll see everyone next week. And remember, always beware of the cinema swamp. thanks for listening to this episode like our pages on facebook twitter and instagram at cinema swamp and remember always beware of the cinema swamp (laughs) 